Tales from Black Sand Beach is not for the cowardly, not for the children who scare easily, not for the people who want sweet tales of friendly bunnies and fluffy kittens. These are stories of ghosts and nightmares for the brave and the curious out there. For years I'd heard stories about the beach at the edge of the world, the place where the darkness was seeping through, but I'd never really believed it. Then, while researching migration patterns of sheep in a far-off country that I can't remember the name of for my next comic series, I discovered something far stranger than anything I'd ever heard. After a night of fever dreams and weak old chicken wings, I awoke outside an abandoned lighthouse, with nothing on my person but my phone, my keys, my wallet, my passport, some gum, some other keys, assorted detritus from my childhood bedroom that seemed to follow and haunt me no matter how many times I threw it away, and, of course, a cardboard box, stuffed with dictaphone tapes, each containing a story from the mysterious Black Sand Beach. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tales from Black Sand Beach. I'm your host, Richard Fairgray, and today we're going to be listening to another tape left by that mysterious journalist, the man who was trying to uncover the strange goings-on, the supernatural occurrences at that creepy, creepy pile of sand and ocean. This week's story asks us that same question that all of us have asked when we were three years old and left alone in a shopping mall. Where's Mommy? I've been trying to get to know my surroundings a little better. There's not much in a town this size, but I had been meaning to check out the local diner. My journalistic instinct told me that it's something of a central hub for this place, and if answers were to be found anywhere, it would be there. Something strange happened when I opened the door. A worn-out waitress dropped her tray of churned wheat and began bounding headlessly towards me. She grabbed me by my dominant arm and told me she had to tell me something. She seemed to know me. I couldn't tell you where from, but perhaps she's just a fan of top-notch reportage. I whipped out my tape recorder to get her story, almost certain it would be nothing of consequence. I'm man enough to admit that I was wrong. My, my name is Margie, um, Marjorie Banks. Some people pronounce that differently. I've been a waitress for 38 years, and I've never seen anything like what I saw this morning. It was the morning rush, so we had upwards of four tops. Tops is what we call tables in the biz. Anyway, we had upwards of four tops full of gobs. Ah, Gobs is what we call customers. In the corner was a mother with her baby, and she was doing her darndest to keep the tack from crying. She'd been doing a good job of it, too, playing all kinds of games while she fed him his mush. Mostly, they'd been playing that peekaboo game. You know, where you cover up your face to trick your baby into thinking it's been abandoned, and then you take your hands away to show them that you're back, but just untrustworthy. I remember it was that game because it's so repetitive. Becomes like water torture after a while for any adult made to listen. Where's mommy? She said. Where's mommy? Then she'd take her hands away and say, here's mommy. And the kid would clap and laugh with relief and internalized trauma. Over and over again, where's mommy? Where's mommy? It felt like it had been going on for hours. Then it just stopped. Where's mommy? Where's mommy? Where's... That's why I noticed it, because she didn't finish. She just stopped, and the baby started to scream. I looked down at the bucket of oatmeal I was about to take to a fellow outside, when the oatmeal looked back at me and yelled, Here's mommy! Well, I'll tell ya... I dropped that whole bucket on the floor and watched as Mommy's face slid over and bumped into the foot of another gob. Now the baby was screaming and Mommy was grabbing at the blank, raw skin where her face had been. These muffled, mouthless moans were coming out of her. 
She staggered out of her booth and began lurching around the diner, I guess looking for her face. She kneeled on the floor in front of it and started covering it with her hands. We're mommy! We're mommy! She kept saying, but every time she took her hands away, the face was still there on the floor. Like, without the clear words, it didn't know how to get back where it was supposed to be. We all just stood and watched as she picked up the face, scooped up her wee one, and felt her way out the door to her car. I couldn't help but feel sorry for her. Anyway, I'm not sure what to make of it. Guess it goes to show you that you shouldn't mess around with your sense of place like that. Like, don't ask where you are if you don't want someone to give you the wrong answer. So I guess my question is what happened after that? How did the woman drive home? I mean, my guess is not very well. I mean, we've all heard stories of people with no face. Um, or maybe we haven't. Maybe we read different articles. Oh well. Something to ponder as you stare at your own face in the mirror and wonder what it would look like if it was gone. I'm Richard Fairgray, and this has been another Tale from Black Sand Beach. For more scary stories like this, check out the graphic novel series Black Sand Beach from Pixel and Ink Books, available now wherever good books are sold. In this week's episode, you heard the voices of Joe and Rebecca Slepsky, music and production by Alexandra Burke, written and narrated by Richard Fairgray. That's me. 